the most important place we need to have the word of God is on the tables of our heart. That's right. There may become That's a time right. when you can't pull your phone out to read. And God knows you can't always carry around your big Bible. So what do you That's need right. to do? You need to call that, that scripture up from memory. Yes, you can be right there in the subway holding on to the strap, standing on your feet and close your eyes and turn in will it block out the noise and begin to quote 1 Peter 2.24 out of the tables, off the tables and the tablets of your heart. All right. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. It's good to be here at Healing School once again with you. Today is an exciting day. We are going to talk about some more are these faith proclamations and confession on healing. Now, let me say this to you. You want to change the image on inside of you. Why do I say that? Because if you keep an image of sickness and disease, and I have this, and I have that, and I have that. See, Jesus said you were healed. All right. Now it's time to switch to I'm healed. So we can keep speaking the problem, speaking the problem. But at some point, if you're expecting that thing to turn around, you're going to have to stop speaking the problem and start speaking the answer, the solution. You have to apply yourself to the word of God. And then that image starts changing more and more, more and more, more and more. Now, in Mark chapter 5, in verse 20, uh, 28 and 27, 27 and 28, talk about the woman who had the issue of blood. If you read it in the Amplified Classic, you will see that woman kept saying. She didn't just say it one time or two times. The Bible says she kept saying, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. She kept repeating it over and over again. What was she doing? Why was she doing that? She was destroying that grow worse image. Remember the Bible talked about she went from doctor to doctor. Yeah. She spent a lot of money, but she grew worse. Yeah. You have to turn that grow worse image around. How do you do it? You say. What do you say? You say what the word of God says. Over and over and over and over and then over some more and add infinitum. Mm. You keep saying again and again. Let me tell you something. That uh, ungodly image is being destroyed by what? By your words. Mm hmm which is the word of God that you are speaking. Amen. All right? So as you hear these faith proclamations, let's start turning this thing around, okay? 
Father, Praise in the Lord. name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank, thank you, you for Father. every person in healing school this morning. You yes. have sent your word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. And we thank you for the victory right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank Good Lord. morning, prophet. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> I'm going to look yes. at our foundation scripture this morning. Uh, it's coming from Isaiah 55 and verse 11. Uh, Isaiah 55 and verse 11. And it, it says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. That's Isaiah 55 and 11 in the King James Version. I'm going to read it again in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Yes, it is. Glory to God. So God declares that his word will not return to him void. And you know what? We can say it will not return unto you void either. That's right. We are to return his word by giving voice to it. You know, sometimes we tend to think that uh, because the word is written on the pages of the Bible, it's automatically going to work for us. But that's not the truth. No. We must give voice to it. And he will then create the fruits of your lips. You see it? God will create the fruits, the words that you speak. That's what Mark 11 is saying, that when you pray, believe that you receive it and you'll have it. He said, and with, with whatever you're saying in your prayer time, if you add faith to it, it will happen for you. So confessing God's word is a way you and I can fellowship with the Father and increase our faith at the same time. Isn't that powerful? That's right. That's right. So we're, gonna, we're making faith confessions based on what the scripture has given us as it relates to the healing portions, to the, the healing of our body. So we confess these scriptural confessions audibly, and we can do it three times a day because we do it three times a day until faith comes. Mm-hmm. And then once a day to what? To maintain, maintain. our faith. We sometimes mess up there as well. What we do is we pray and we confess, make our daily confessions, and then we stop <laughs> once we see the manifestation, uh, the healing comes, and then we stop. No, we need to at least go on to, to repeating these verses at least once a day to what? Maintain your faith. That's right. It's not to get healing all over again, but it's to maintain your faith.
And then we can even say if the circumstances grow worse, we can double the dosage. We're reading the prescription now. We're reading the direction for taking the word of God. You know, yes. every time we go to the doctor or pastor and he gives uh, a prescription, and you go to the pharmacy and you have that prescription, what? It fills. On that prescription bottle is always going to be what? Some instructions for taking that medication. Well, this is the prescription for taking the spiritual medication. And it's not to be taken with water and swallowed with water. No, it's to be spoken by mouth three times a day and then once a day to maintain your sight. And That's it right. goes on to say that if the circumstances grow worse, you can double the dosage for this prescription. Why? Because there are no side effects. Did you get that? That's good. There are absolutely no side effects. You can take the word of God as often as you need to take it until you see the manifestation that you so desire. Now, we have been, uh, uh, we didn't come last Saturday, I don't think, and Saturday before. So we have given some scriptures, some scriptures um, that you can confess. And I'll just go over a few of them so you can kind of like in our last meeting, this is a little quick review, and then we'll start uh, where we left off today. We've talked about Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Through 22. And you can make note of these. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 12. And then go back and reread them again. Remember, three times a day and then once a day until faith comes after uh, you, until to maintain your faith after you've received your healing. Romans 5 and verse 5. 1 Peter 2 and 24. Romans 6 and 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Psalms 107 and verse 20, John chapter 4 and verse 4. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. John chapter 10 and verse 10. And we stopped at Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 22. Amen. I pray you have all those in your uh, notebook, your healing notebook. Now let's pick it up today in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 7. Let's look at that. Deuteronomy chapter 4 uh -huh, and verse 7. I'll give you time to get there. I hope you have your Bibles with you today. Because it's not going to do us any good to study the word of God 
to, to, to look at these faith confessions and we do not have our weapons, which is the Bible is your weapon. Amen. We need to have our weapons with us at all times. So that's Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 7. And we're going to look at that one in the King James. Amen. Amen. And it says, it says, as Moses, and Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes, his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. The man was 120 years old when he died. And the Bible goes on to say his eyes were not dim. He didn't have to wear contacts or or bifocals. And he still had a he still had his natural ability, his natural force. He was a very strong man. Absolutely. Look at that. In Genesis, what is it? Chapter 6? This is Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 7. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is, uh, in Genesis chapter 6, I believe it is, he tells you, he promised you a hundred and three years. Am I right? Genesis Look chapter at, six and verse three. Yes. He promised you a hundred and twenty years. Look how old Moses was when he died. A hundred and twenty years. years. Isn't that yeah. isn't powerful? Absolutely. We can obtain the same, but you should believe. Okay. Yeah, we must believe. Our faith must be activated. And that's what we were looking at in our, in our introduction. As we were saying, God has given it in a promise. Yes. But we are to return his word by giving voice to it and speaking mm-hmm. it in faith. Amen? So, that's right. based on, based on, that scripture reference in in Deuteronomy 34 and 7. Are you ready to make your faith confession? This is our faith confession based on that scripture. That scripture in Deuteronomy 34. Here's our faith confession. As God was with Moses, so is he with me. My eyes are not dim. And neither are my natural forces abated. Blessed are my eyes, for they do see. And for my ears, for they do hear. You That's see right. that? And every part of my body functions in the perfection that God created it to function. That's I'm right. going to do that again. I'm going to say that confession again. As God was with Moses, so is he with me. And you can put your name there if you like. My eyes are not dim, 
neither are my natural forces abated. Blessed are my eyes, for they do see. Blessed are my ears, for they do hear. And every organ of my body functions Mm -hmm. in the perfection that God created it to function. You see that? That's right. We made that faith confession based on the word of God in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 7. And when we have scripture, when we have scripture for what we are confessing, child of God, that is a strong foundation. It's based on the word of God. Yes. Amen. His natural forces were not abated. What is that saying? There was no sickness in him. There was no illness there. He didn't have to wear bifocals or glasses and uh, what is it? Contact lenses and things like that. No. Everything that God gave him at birth, it was still functioning properly at the old, ripe old age of 120 years old. That's unheard that. of today. That's unheard That's of. Right. That's right. Praise God. You say, how do, how do we, how do I achieve that? Well, we just, discussed it. We just uh, went into detail how we achieve it. This is how we do it. Look at our prescription. The doctor gives the prescription when we go to the doctor for any type of ailment. It doesn't matter what it is. And he tells us how often he wants us to take it. And we do that, don't we? That's right. Yes. Why do we do it? Because the doctor is going to follow up. He said, okay, I'm going to see you in about two weeks. Sometimes you might say longer. But what is he doing? He's giving that medication time to what? Get into your system and cause a change. He's giving that medic giving you time to 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 ingest it, to take it, to 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 get in the habit, a routine of getting your body adjusted to taking the medication, and then he's gonna take another look to see how well the progress, if there is any progress, if there is any change, if it's helping, if it's whatever. And so this is what God is saying to us as well. Take this three times a day. We can't expect the word of God to make a change in our in our bodies to root out whatever sickness and whatever disease is there if we're not going to take the medication that's prescribed for us. And how hard is it to sit in your chair at home or, or to sit in your closet or wherever you pray, in your prayer room, wherever you pray. Some people pray in their automobiles. Wherever you pray, as we talked about last night in our prayer, in our Bible seminar on prayer, wherever you decide to pray and make your faith this, a confessions child of God, what is that? That's you entering into your special time with God. Amen. That's you shutting the world out. Don't think you have to have a whole room devoted to prayer. It's good if you have that. It's great if you have that. And, and, and don't think you have to get in a natural, or original closet. It's good if you do get in your closet because it's only a location. 
It's location, location, location. And what are we talking about? You can be in a crowded, in a crowded room. You can be in the middle of a, of a casino, but you have to know how to tune the world out and zero into the throne of God. How do you do that? You shut your eyes. And, and people think you have to be on your knees. Let me tell you, the Bible says when you stand, you see, so you don't have to always just be on your knees. You could be standing up in the middle of a room, in the middle of a crowd, in a subway, wherever you are. You can be in, in, a, in a room so full of people, and you can tune all of them out and go into your confessions with God. This is why we stress that it is so vitally important that you un, you know the word of God. Yes. Thank God for your Bible and the written pages. All of us have it on our cell phones today, you know. But the most important place we need to have the word of God is on the tables of our heart. That's right. That means become That's a time right. when you can't pull your phone out to read. And God knows you can't always carry around your big Bible. So what do you That's need right. to do? You need to call that that scripture up from memory. Yes, you can be right there in the subway holding on to the strap, standing on your feet and close your eyes and turn in. Will it block out the noise and begin to quote First Peter 2.24 out of the tables, off the tables and the tablets of your heart. You can just close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, bring that scripture to my memory. Bring First Peter 2.24 to my memory and, and, and just help me to, to quote it right here where I am. You know, quietly under your, you don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. You're talking to God. The Bible says which you pray, when you pray, you pray to him secretly. He's the one that's going to hear you. Then he said, then I will reward you openly. Did you get it? That's right. And so automatically, here it comes, here it comes. It's floating up from the tablets, the tables of your heart. Who his own self, Jesus Christ, bear my sins in his own body on the tree that I, Helen Elder, being dead to sin, I now live unto righteousness by whose stripes he was healed. I was and I was made whole. By his stripes, I was healed, and I was made whole. Father, thank you. By your stripes, I was healed, and I was made whole. Who his own self, Jesus Christ, bear my sins in his own body on the tree. That's right. And now I am healed and made whole. I don't have to take these sickness in my own body. By his, You see, it's floating up from my heart now. My eyes are closed. Because sometimes people make, you know, they say, I don't have time, you know. Let me say this. If you don't have time for the word of God, you're too busy. That's right. I'm going to say that again. If you do not have time in in a 24-hour day schedule to quote these scriptures three times a day, you're too busy. Yes. And Satan will make sure that you stay busy. You see that? So that's why I'm sharing with you that you should, you should find time 
Even if you're on a busy subway, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter. Turn inwardly. Close your eyes and begin to meditate and ask the Holy Spirit to bring those scriptures up. Remember, you've been reading them three times a day, so they really are on the t- written now on the tables of your heart. He'll bring it up for you. Yes, he will. Yeah. I know he yeah. will. And you stand right there and quietly quote it to yourself. By the time you get where you're going, you've had it quoted so many times till it's, it's you know, Satan, if he's attacking you, if the pain's <clears throat> persisting, it will move. It will stop. And, right. and don't be, don't be, don't be discouraged by the pain. That's Satan's way of trying to deceive you. You know, after you have spoken and quoted the word of God, he will, that pain will increase sometimes. And what is that about? To make you doubt that, to make you doubt God, make you feel that's like, good. oh, this isn't working. This isn't working. No, that's the trick of the enemy. Remember, the Bible says he's a deceiver. He's a deceiver, y'all. Listen to me. He's a deceiver. Don't listen to those pains in your body anymore. Sure, they're there. Of course you're hurting. But you know what? You're taking the best medicine you could ever take. <laughs> you're taking the word of God. Are you listening to me out there? That's and at some point, that medicine will kick in. Let's look at that in the natural for a minute. You know what? You go to the doctor. He gives you this prescription. You take it the first time. It it doesn't always work the minute you take it. Sometimes you have to just be persistent and just take it and take it. And at some point you say, oh, well, you know, even when you're taking something for an infection or whatever, that infection doesn't go away the minute you swallow that antibiotic or whatever. But at some point, it will reach the full potential, its its full potency in your Bible, in your body, and it will begin to what? Drive that infection out. That's and right. it's a process. All right? It's a process. And then you are very patient with that process. And, you know, many times the instruction says, now you have to take all of these for them to work. You know that. Most of you, you know what I'm saying is true. You must take it all. Well, guess what? You must take all of the word of God. You must continue to to focus in, to zero in, because, child of God, what you don't see, you don't see spiritual things. You don't know what's happening behind the veil. You don't know that the angels are there causing what you have said to come into manifestation. And because we can't see it, all we can see is the pain. All we can feel is the pain. We tend to doubt God. Never doubt yeah. God. Never. Never doubt God. Never doubt God. Never. And you say, well, what if the doubts come? That's okay. Doubts will come. But let me tell you about the doubts again. A thought, a doubt in your heart, in your head rather, a doubt in your head will die unspoken. That's right. I'm going to say it again. See, Satan, that's what he does. He sends these thoughts to us. As long as you don't speak them, <laughs> they have no power. So th- thoughts will come. This isn't working. That It's okay. Let them come. But just don't say that. Do, never say, once you've gotten, once you've taken this to start making these faith confessions and believing God for your healing, never open your mouth again to say, well, I, it's not working. Don't do that. 
Mm-hmm. Why? Because you nullify the effects of the healing process. It was in motion and you just stopped it with your words. We cannot say the word of God in the morning and then at noonday we say, well, I'm sick. I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You can't do that. We'll That's never right. see the results we desire if we do that. That's right. So once you start the process, child of God, stay in faith, okay? This That's is right. healing school this morning. This is healing school. This is where we take the time to not only give you the scriptures, but to explain the process to you. To help you when you leave the line, when you leave this healing school, you will know how to operate separate and apart from us on your own. And even if you don't get it the first time, that's we right. hope you go and listen. I think it's being it's being recorded. Uh, Pastor will tell you where you can go and listen to the broadcast again. As my father in the gospel used to say, back us up and make us say it over again. Play it, replay it, replay it, and play it over again until you get it. Because God is no respect of person. What he does for Larry and Helen Elder, what he's done for us, Child of God, he will do for each of you that's listening to us. The word works. It works for all of us who will what? Work the word. That's right. So that's the faith confession method. That's the process right there. We all have to take that uh, position. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to I'm going to make my faith confessions, and I'm going to make them three times a day. I'm going to say it in the morning before I get out of the bed or however. Go in your prayer room. Go wherever. I'm going to say it again at lunchtime, and I'm going to say it again before I go to bed at night. And it doesn't have to be those particular hours. Child of God, you could say it at 2 a.m. in the morning. You could say it at 7. It doesn't matter as long as you get it in three times a day. But that was the ideal time that I just gave. In the morning when you wake up, somewhere around, you know, noon or or dinner times, and then we all get in bed at night, have your word right on the side of the bed with you, and before you close your eyes, that's the best thing in the world you can do. Not the TV. Don't let the TV be the last thing you hear. Let the word of God be the last thing you hear. Quote it to yourself. Because let me tell you something. The word of God is fine listening to it and, and looking at others quoted, but the best medicine for you and for me is to hear the word of God coming out of my mouth. To hear the word of God coming out of your mouth. Because as you're speaking it out of your mouth, it is going and down into your spirit. Are you listening? It's going right. down into your spirit. So you, this is how you take that medicine at night. And yes. before you close your eyes, just like we, we quote the protection scriptures over us before we sleep, we'll quote the healing scriptures before you sleep. And that medication is working as you sleep. Amen? Are you ready to take another pill? We just took that pill. We just took Deuteronomy 34 and 7. 
Amen. We can take another one. Praise God. I pray you're getting blessed by this. How about taking Amen. Psalms 91? A very, very, very familiar passage. Amen. Let's take details. Amen. Psalms 91. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I love taking the gospels. That's what they are. These are gospel pills. <laughs> Amen. I love taking it. Psalms 91. Verses 10 and 11. How about that? Psalms 91, verses 10 and 11. And we're going to stay right there in the King James uh, with the, these verses. Amen? Praise the Lord. And what does it say? I pray you've gotten it by now. It says, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come by thy dwelling. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it, Apostle? Verse that's 11. Right. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. I'm going to read it again. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. That's right. I'm gonna add I'm gonna add one more before we start taking making our confession. I want you to look at Proverbs right now. You just looked at Psalms ninety one, verse ten and eleven. Now I want you to look at Proverbs chapter twelve. And then we're going to make our faith confession. Proverbs 12 and verse 28. Proverbs 12 and verse 28. And we're going to say in the King James. What does it say? Proverbs, let me know when you're there. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 28. And the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Ooh, wow. My Lord Jesus. I'm going to say that one again. In the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Oh, Praise my God. God. Child of God, that's a promise from God that we can take to the bank. You know, it's not going to change. It's not going to pass away. God said, heaven and earth will pass away or change before my word change. That's right. It's a promise to us. It's a promise to each of us. God said there is in the path of righteousness. So what are you saying? Uh, what are you saying? The pathway of righteousness. You, it's talking about you. You're saved. You're filled with the Spirit of God. And I'm just going to believe God that you're walking in all the righteousness that you know of. You're walking in the Word of God. You're believing the Word of God. You're born again, men and women of God. You, you trust God. You believe God. You're in the kingdom of God. 
You've entered into the kingdom of God. He said, I translated you to the darkness of this world, and I've transformed you, translated you into the kingdom of my dear son. The minute you chose Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you became the righteousness of God. That's right. That's good. You are. Don't let anybody tell you you're not righteous. Of course you are. Do you make mistakes? Of course we do. Each of us make mistakes on a day-to-day basis. But that does not uh, disqualify you for your righteousness. Of course it does not. If it did, he wouldn't have put 1 John 1 and 9 in the Bible. What is 1 John 1 and 9 talking about? He said if you confess your sins. See, what Satan tries to make you believe is because you've sinned now, you are no longer righteous. Uh Uh-uh. Satan, remember, is a thief. Remember, he's a liar, he's a crook, and he's a thief. And what is he trying to do when he bombards us in our thoughts with all of that craziness? He's trying to rob you. He wants you to believe, oh, well, you know, you used to be righteous, but you aren't anymore because you remember you told a little white lie, and remember you did. No, you have to tell him, shut up, devil. And then you quote First John 1 and 9 to him. The Bible says, if I confess my sins, God said he's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. He said he'll create in me a clean heart. He'll renew a right spirit within me. So you go ahead on and tell Satan that. And then you turn to God and say, Father, I messed up the other day. I did. And you tell him what you did. You don't have to tell the world what you did. You don't have to tell your neighbors what you did. You don't have to tell anyone. But he said you must tell him. Are you listening to me out there? That's good. God's they tell me, that's the secret. That's why he said, it's in the secret. Your secret place. Tell me all about it. Not that he doesn't know about it. We know he knows, right? Because he's everywhere. But what is he doing? He's testing us. He wants to see how faithful we're going to be to the commitment that we've made to him. So you tell yes. him whatever it is you messed up. And then say, Father, I repent. Please forgive me. Please cleanse me. And guess what? All of a sudden, you're righteous. Your righteousness is right there. There's no yeah. time lapse or, or a lot of time you have to wait. No, the moment you confess that thing, it is done away with. Are you listening to me out there? Praise God. Never let Satan deceive you again by making you think you're not righteous. So we've got that settled. Now, verse 28 says, in the way of righteousness is life. See, so that's you. So you're headed in the right path, on the right uh, 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 path of life. And he said, in that pathway, there is no death. Well, if there is no death, but faith is trying to kill me, well, guess what? Now it's time to make a faith confession based on Psalms 91, verse 10 and 11, and Proverbs what? Verse 12, verse 28. You ready? Right. You ready? That's Here's good. our faith yeah. confession. Let's make another faith confession. Here we go. Mm -hmm. No evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For Father, you have given your angels charge over me, and they keep me in all my ways. In my pathway is life, healing, and health. 
Praise the Lord. Life, healing, and health. I'm going to say that confession again. Let's make it again. No evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh or near my dwelling. For you, Father, have given your angels charge over me, and they keep me in all my ways. In my pathway is life, healing, and health. Boy, if that doesn't get Satan (laughs) upset and running away from you, nothing will. That's right. Are you listening to me? You know what he's what's happening now? He's afraid of you. He knows that you're on the right path now. He knows that you're in the know. He knows that you understand. You know the word of God for yourself now. He hears you making these faith confessions three times a day. And now what God said should happen will be happening. See, see what's going what what most Christians are really involved in is they are running from Satan and they should not be running from him. God that if you submit yourself to him, now you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's right. You see it? But what what happens so often is, you know, we at the bottom half of that verse, you know, submit yourself to God and no, no, resist the devil and he'll flee. We we quote that part. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Well, how do you resist the devil? You see, mm-hmm. we we have to get away from just quoting what sounds good to us. The in the year twenty twenty one, God said abundance, it's a year of abundance and what? Spiritual understanding. Yes. And so we have taken, we're taking all the time that we need in these teachings, in the healing school, in the Bible press seminar, in the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday Bible study online, and of course Sunday morning to really get the Word of God in a place where it's going to make the most uh, success and progress for us. Thank God for Sunday morning preaching and, and, and places that, and, and ministries that preach, I mean, can really preach down the walls of heaven. But child of God, it's teaching that's going to ground you. Absolutely. Are you listening to me? Teaching yeah. will ground you. And so we, we have to make sure that we teach the word of God in such a way that you can go and teach it to your neighbors. You can teach it to your children. You can teach it to your family. And that's what's most important, that you understand it and you can go and apply it to your life and the lives of those, your loved ones. Amen? That's good. Amen. Pastor, don't let me do all the talking. Come in wherever you want to come in. Well, it's about time to open the telephone lines back up again. Okay. This this is powerful. Now, only one thing left to do with this. Apply it. Did you catch that? Apply it. The word of God is needful. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. 